Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Maddie. And you are listening to the Speaking English Podcast, the place to be for anyone who wants to watch more movies or read more books but doesn't know where to start. We are in the middle of October, which is the spookiest month of them all. That is so true. It doesn't get spookier than this. It doesn't get any spookier. And so <laughs> we're watching some spookier movies this month uh, for fun. And this time we're up. <laughs> oh my God, that reminds me. So, you know, I told you I watched The Thing because um, my theater is doing an 80s horror retrospective this whole month. Yes. And they show one a week on Tuesdays. Guess what it was this Tuesday? As in what? yesterday. Video drone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, what the? I just watched this. <laughs> Did you go back and watch it again? No, because I didn't like it. But you were <laughs> one week ahead of your time. Just mm-hmm. so you know. I see. I see. Oh, well. They're going to they're gonna show Thirst on next week now. Oh, that's. They're actually the showing Night of the Demon. Demons hmm. next week, which I've never I heard of. I that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll go see it. I don't know. Cool. Well, uh, for today, for this episode, and well, not for today, just today, as in like 10 minutes ago, a couple <laughs> hours ago, yeah. uh, we watched Thirst, which is a 2009 picture by Park Chan-wook, directed by Park Chan-wook, mm-hmm. who is uh, a friend of the pod. So true. <laughs> in some ways. Park <laughs> yeah, in a very one-sided way. We're Park Chan-wook's friend. Yeah. He doesn't know us. <laughs> we love him. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, I think we've probably seen the most movies, like had single episodes of his movies more than any other director, I would assume. Yeah, well, except for if you if you don't count like the Studio Ghibli movies. Mm, that's true. Yeah, just like specific single episodes. Cause I think we've only watched two Alfred Hitchcock ones. Really? Three. Maybe three. Because I know I had you watch that Notorious for something. Yeah, Notorious and the third. Oh, movie. and Rebecca. And Rebecca. So and that's three, really. I feel like I just thought of no. We also watched Stranger on a Train. That's four. We didn't watch Strangers on a Train. We did watch Strangers on a Train. We watched The Lady Vanishes. That was oh yeah. <laughs> we watched a movie. <laughs> people are on a train there there's train there's lots of trains i don't know why my brain told me that that movie was called <laughs> on a train is that the name of a different movie yeah a different alfred hitchcock movie oh my god okay well a better but, one too like so anyway we've watched four you've watched four okay i've watched three i see so at least for me this this one pulls park chin wook ahead I've got Park Chan-wook and Alfred Hitchcock all tied up now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and this is, uh, it, it's a vampire movie. I guess I didn't yeah. say that. It's about a vampire priest. Yeah, which, which is so right up our alley. <laughs> a bit of podcast lore for those who don't know is that Evan and I were both raised Catholic. So a movie about a priest that hits close to home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always down to watch a movie that features some Catholicism. Any Catholicism is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, how has your week been? Um, 
exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really been a lot. I've, you know, you've gone on this like whole journey with me, I guess, where I've been like giving the updates about school every week of the pod so far for this semester. And I feel like it started out really rough where every week yeah. I was like, things are not going well. And then I kind of hit my stride and I, for the past couple of weeks was like, I've got some momentum going, like I'm really busy, but it doesn't hurt as bad anymore. I've kind of crashed this mm. week. I would say I feel a little bit burnt out. I, I don't think I'm doing bad. Like I'm not dropping things. I haven't like forgotten anything, but I just like, I'm not having fun. <laughs> Everything that I've had to do this week has made me be like, oh my God, I would rather do anything else. So I'm feeling watching this movie. (laughs) No, that's not true, but it did take me like two sittings (laughs) to Mm. get there. I didn't watch it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. So it's just been a week where I I just feel like grumpy about thing and like questioning all of my life choices. And I, I just really need a break. And we're still so far from Thanksgiving. Mm. yeah but that's all right i feel like i get to this point every single fall semester of my life so (laughs) the usual um this week has been fairly busy for me too it's just been weird i took a little two-day trip to new mexico that i got back from yesterday which was like unexpected for me i guess uh but it was real fun i went to new mexico and stayed with my grandma i love your grandma she is the coolest. She's, she's so a, awesome. and a, she's a very uh, silly lady. And we That's had some. She's a little creepy. <laughs> also, very Catholic. Very Catholic. Um, it was fun and silly times, and now I'm back here, and I didn't do very much of my work that I needed to do mm-hmm. when I was over there, and so it's weird that it it, it feels like the week is just starting now because I left on Sunday and came back on Tuesday. So it feels like just like an extended weekend. So it's weird. It was weird coming back today or like coming back yesterday, but having today and uh, it already being Wednesday. Cause now I'm so behind and everything that I was going to try to do this week. So we'll see how it turns out, but it, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I had a blast and uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened like earlier in the week, but mm-hmm. I don't think too much. That's been, that's been the big thing. What do you think your grandma would do if she found out her priest was a vampire? I don't know. <laughs> That's an interesting question. <laughs> like she wouldn't be that judgmental about it. I mean, probably not. Unless I think she tries she'd be to... like, "That's all right." <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's definitely different phases that this movie went through of it's true of types of the vampire that I would want or not want my priest to be, <laughs> and some of them I would be okay with, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, that's kind of the point, I guess. But yeah. But, uh, yeah. Did you want to do a question or just jump right into the movie? We can do a question. Let's see. I do still have the question hat with some questions in it here. I'm a big question hat fan. All right. This one, this question says, what makes fall fall to you? Wow. The spookiness. Mm. That might be it. <laughs> Scary movies for sure. Uh, um, but I also, 
I think I've talked about this before. I, I have like very distinct fall music. Music. Mm. Yeah. Music mm-hmm. that I listen to in the fall that I really don't listen to any other time. And I try to do that in all of the seasons, but it feels the m- most complete for in fall for me for some reason. Fall music is like the most energetically aligned with the season <laughs> than any other season of music for me in my brain for some reason. I agree. I'm with Good. you 100% on that. Nice. What uh, else fall for you? Leaves. Yeah, for sure. Lots of leaves. Leaves, etc. Um, and just like getting to dress up cozy. You know, they say sweater weather, but it's not necessarily sweater weather. It's just like, I don't know. For me, it's just like actually caring about what I wear because in yeah. the summer, it's just hot. It's so just I'll hot. just wear, you know, shorts and a t-shirt or mm-hmm. pants and a t-shirt. I really like wearing shorts if I don't have to, but uh, in the fall, you really, I, I, it's, I like actually like uh, putting together, like what I wear, putting some totally. outfits together and, and making sure that the, the fit is, is nice, which is something that I don't really do in the summer. And it does continue through the winter, but it's a different vibe because then you have to, you have to actually worry about like getting cold. Like you have to be. I know. I was going to say, for me, it does not continue through the winter because I just want to be bundled Mm. and I wear the same thick jacket like every day. (laughs) Yeah. But fall fall, fall and spring are where it's at. Yeah, for real. The the in between seasons, you know? Yeah. I like the in between seasons. I guess I like all the seasons except for winter. (laughs) I like 75% of the seasons. I like spring the best and then fall the mm. second best. And then I don't know. I don't really like summer or winter that much. I love summer. Summer is too summer. hardcore for me. <laughs> summer is my number one, and then fall, and then spring, and then winter. Mm. It gotta be. Um, fall for me is also still like very characterized by school because I've just been like I've just had a fall semester. Like I feel like my whole life. I often wonder what fall will feel like to me when I'm like actually done with school which is still so far away. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of going to school this fall, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's not like really school. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, which makes it feel kind of weird. Like it's weird that we're already like midway through October. I know. I'm not like going to school. <laughs> <laughs> this month is going really, really fast. Yeah. Definitely. October always goes fast to me. I think because it's like my most anticipated month of the year. And then it just. And then once you're in it, you're yeah. just in it. Yeah, just rushes by. You just got to stop and uh, smell the roses. Smell the leaves. Stop and roll in the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I think that's a good answer to fall, 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 mm-hmm. fall, fall. Autumn. Mm-hmm. Autumn sounds nicer, but. That's true. Uh, okay, so we watched Thirst. Yeah. Starring Song Kang Ho. Who's so awesome. One of the homies. Yeah. <laughs> Another friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's about a vampire priest. Yeah. What did you think about this one? It didn't go necessarily in the direction that I thought it would when I heard the premise, but... It was quite an interesting watch, an interesting but also kind of tough watch. I gotta say, 
I so fully agree with that. It, it was not at all what I expected it to be. When I heard that it was about a vampire priest, I was like, wow, that is so catered for me specifically. Um, that sounds so awesome. And I, I would say like at first, it really was exactly what I thought mm. that it would be. And it was really funny. There was like a couple parts that made me laugh out loud and it was just a little bit more like campy um and less serious than i feel like the other park chain mm-hmm. movies that we'd seen before which is exactly what i wanted like i was a little bit worried going into it that it would take itself too seriously and at first it didn't at all and then towards the middle i it kind of lost that like lightheartedness just a little bit i think it kind of comes back around but it got like seriously upsetting and gross um yeah usually i like that but there was something about like the tone shift of it all that for some reason i didn't like this time what do you think Mm. yeah i pretty much agree it it felt almost too grounded it seemed like and this (laughs) is something that i i read uh someone and i watched the trailer for it when we were like kind of i was you know deciding whether to watch it like what to watch Um, and someone just said that this, it was like the most unsettling vampire movie because it felt super realistic in some ways. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I agree with that. And that's definitely what made it kind of upsetting, which is for a sure. good word to use. It was, it was kind of a tough watch in a, in a lot of parts. Yeah. And I think for me, a lot of that just had to do with the situation that like the main girl is in, um, mm-hmm. in that house, like with her husband and stuff. I don't know something about that the seriousness of what was going on there uh, like took away from the vampire priest part <laughs> which is what I really feel yeah, like no, focused on. I'm glad that you put it that way because I think that 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 is what it is it's like you want the escapist thing like the escapist mm-hmm. fantasy you know it's a yeah. vampire priest <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then it gets into this and it's, and it becomes kind of this weird kind of, I don't know, maybe moral dilemma Yeah, that you have kind of watching, but also for the characters mm-hmm. where it's like a really uncomfortable situation, like un- uneasy, like wary situation. Mm-hmm. And it loses kind of that escapism part yeah. of it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think it does really clever things about like, um, kind of actually examining that idea i uh, really agree with the, like I, with the lady yeah. what's her name yeah i don't think that it was all bad by me. i, I mm. liked this movie kind mm-hmm. of a lot overall and i agree it said some like really important and cool things and i really like it when like horror or a really scary kind of outlandish concept is just sort of used as a means to like put an interesting spin on like real life horrors you know yeah. Drama of the real world. I I love that. Like I think that's the best type of horror movie, and this does that pretty well. But there were just certain parts where it didn't like mesh the horror with the realness as seamlessly mm. as mm. I wish that it had. But I didn't feel that way the whole movie. Towards yeah. the end, it had really like brought me back around, and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, that was great. I agree completely, actually. Yeah, and it's, okay, and it's great. interesting because I was because I was kind of thinking like. It felt a little long, especially in the middle. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, well, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and say 
that it could have been like sh- cut down. Like, cause I'm trying to think of, like, there's not really any specific scenes that necessarily need to be cut out or like that could have been cut out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like definitely stuff could have been trimmed down, like not spend mm-hmm. as much stuff on it or whatever, but it, mm-hmm. it felt more just like it didn't all click together at certain parts in the middle in the way that it did at the beginning and the end. I, I agree that I really liked, there was just certain mm-hmm. parts where, where it felt like it wasn't all like, all the elements weren't pulling in the same direction, which I think is, mm-hmm. is the case to make something like really great, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally agree. So yeah, overall, I would say it's probably my least favorite Park Chan Wook movie that we've watched so far, but still very good to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really liked it. So I just really like Park Chan Wook. I think I would agree. It's between this one and Mr. Vengeance. Mm. Um, but I think I liked Mr. Vengeance because it was more straight. I liked it better because it was more straightforward in its. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. those two were the, were the most kind of, the, these, these two were the most kind of, um, I don't know, made, made me feel the, the weirdest watching, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. old boy, old boy is probably the most over the top, even, yeah. even more than this one, but it, there's something about it that just like, really works and is like kind of satisfying to me yeah, in the I, way that it goes those distances. Yeah. Um, but I think for maybe for this one, it, it, uh, I'm trying to think of a good like metaphor here. Like it, it threw, it threw the rope out farther than uh, mm-hmm. it had someone running. It had mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the buildup for, it, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. It really did say some, really interesting things about like religion and love and desire though which i love like i I don't know i love all media that like explores those topics although i feel like i so rarely find something that like does it well enough for me like i don't know was park chan wook is he catholic i don't know (laughs) i kind of was like surprised but i like i don't know Every time I watch like some sort of like Catholic commentary type of thing, I'm I'm always just sort of like you're not quite getting getting there. Mm. You're just missing some sort of element. Like you're not capturing the way that it is. Oh my gosh, he was raised in a devout Catholic family in Korea, but he now describes himself as an atheist. Maybe Korean Catholicism is not. No, <laughs> what I was growing up in, I have no idea, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's interesting to think about. Yeah, it's not that I. It made me watch it and be like, "Oh, that's not how it works." There wasn't even that much, like, shown around like the actual like religion of it, I guess. Um, but just like the commentary and the themes, I don't know. I I was like, yeah, that's so. It's so interesting to kind of like talk about these elements of organized religion broadly. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a uh, first reformed? No, that's an inch. I think you should watch that one. Okay. (laughs) At some point I was about uh, a priest. He's not a vampire. Well, well, you'll have to watch and find out. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm not sure if he's Catholic or not in that one. It's been a while Mm -hmm. since I've seen it. Um, but, uh, it deals with the religious stuff in a pretty interesting way. Okay, cool. So I would recommend I love that sort of thing. I think you would like it, actually. All right, I'll check it out. Um, Yeah, I I really like, you know, the first, I thought the first act of the, maybe like the first 30 minutes, maybe not, 
just when he the whole like setup and intro to it i thought was done super well like the mm-hmm. discovering you're a vampire yeah kind of thing was so cool in this one i agree and also so gross yeah there, there's a specific shot well there's two there's two that really stick out to me throughout the whole movie these are probably the two most memorable is uh when he's playing his fl- recorder or flute or whatever yeah because <laughs> that, that shot like lingers for a while yeah of him just playing and then all of a sudden it's just yeah. yeah um and then the other is when he connects the guy's like iv that's one for me too. starts like drinking it that, that yeah. first time that that happens it's so startling yeah that one is definitely my my two most memorable scenes are, yeah, the first time he drinks the blood and when he strangles slash just squishes uh, the girl and she dies. And then he starts drinking yeah. her blood and then he starts pouring yeah. his blood. The, her uh, the homemade blood transfusion. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I decided I'd call that one. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a lot. There was just a lot of scenes in this one that were just like a lot whoa yeah yeah i don't know (laughs) yeah i felt the same way um but i don't know if it was necessarily like in a fun way (laughs) no i was not having fun for a lot of those scenes because i feel like you know you see at least i i watch uh, a lot of like uh more gory kind of fighting movies like action movies yeah and that then it's fun like you you want to see someone like punch someone so hard that their like bones pop out or whatever. <laughs> and I think, and I think that might just be because like of the immediacy of it, mm-hmm. you know, I think it starts to kind of bother me when it lingers on something that's gross for a while. Mm. And then you just have to think about it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, a couple of, a couple of scenes in this one that. Uh, yeah, for sure. That I, I uh, just got on my phone for a little bit. I was still watching it. I was checking stuff on my phone. (laughs) That's funny. (sighs) My favorite line in the movie is kind of like right when the girl, what is her name? I just keep calling her the girl. The girl. uh, Teju. Teju. Yeah, I had to look it up earlier. Yeah, Teju and the priest. So when they kind of first meet and start like hooking up and he's like, we're both going to go to hell for this. I'm a priest, you know, this is the worst sin for a priest. And she says, I'm not Catholic. To me, you're just a desperate single man. (laughs) That is, that was so funny. I laughed at that so hard. And I, she's like, I'm helping the needy. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow, what? That's just so powerful. And I don't, it was so simple and so funny, but also I think just got to the heart of the seriousness for the people who are involved in a religion and just like the complete utter ridiculousness of it for anybody who's not. And it's Mm. like, all it comes down to is just this like simple belief or like lack of it. And it just changes the entire way that you conduct your life. And I don't know. And that scene just like showed it all so perfectly, like so clearly. It was so funny to me. Yeah. And then he starts sucking on her toes. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> that was that was maybe a little bit gratuitous. Mm. I don't know if that needed to be in there. <laughs> I 
I liked it. I also just kind of, I feel like maybe I read into everything as like religious commentary or religious symbolism too much, but like the sucking of the toes just kind of was, I was like, oh yeah, you know, there's like a lot of scenes in the Bible where like Jesus touches people's feet and stuff. <laughs> I think that's what this is getting at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a priest. What are you going to do? <laughs> Vampire priest. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I think honestly, I don't know if if my cons- like uh, maybe not concerns isn't the right word, but just my my feelings about uh, not knowing what I was getting myself into might be a little unfounded, just because the premise of vampire priest is so cool. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think because I don't think that it was um, jumbled in its themes, as we said about Videodrome. Yeah, no, kind of not, it seemed like he was saying he had a consistent message. It was just maybe thematic or not the um, just like how it went about conveying it kind of shifted mm-hmm. over the movie yeah. and like what specifically was used to point it out. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to I don't want to paint it as like such a bad thing, but it just for me like watching the movie, it, you know, I, I got lost a little bit in that in that middle section. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that was they're both really complex characters. Yes, really complex. Um, which is super interesting. Yeah. And, and I do love it when it's not super obvious why characters are doing what they do. Yeah. And you have to kind of piece it together. And I think that was brilliantly done in the last sequence of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's lots of nonverbal communications. Yeah. But I feel like just between like getting grossed out at a, at a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and like not necessarily like seeing the specific turns and motivations at places in the middle kind of didn't work the mm-hmm. most for me. And I think that's more what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fully agree with that. But yeah, I really liked both of the main characters and I liked how you could tell that they sort of like drawn to each other's like complexity. They just kind of see that in one another right away. And oh, they share, they have a lot in common, but also they're quite different. They're, I don't know. They're both interesting in very unique ways. Um, And I just really liked their relationship and their like chemistry and everything, even though it was like wild, you know, it's not necessarily like you're rooting for them, but it was just sort of like, it it just a great match for a movie, I guess. Yeah, it's, it just makes it very fascinating. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that like last sequence of events where so much stuff kind of unfolds, uh, really in like rapid succession, and then ends in such a dramatic way. I thought was so perfect, and I really agree that it was so fun to kind of see their motives so subtly. It was uh, it was great. It was genius. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the mom who, and just more so just the way that she was around just chilling towards, <laughs> towards the end, you know, uh, uh, I think it's, it's a whole different can of, uh, worms about just her yeah. character. And as far as like the setup, the, the existing yeah. situation at the beginning of the movie, but, uh, just like I, how they de- dealt with her at the end, I guess. Um, I thought it again that it was just like really great religious commentary. Like I liked that she just had these watchful eyes on absolutely everything that they were doing, but in silence, you know, just the silent 
seeing and judging driving themselves absolutely crazy over it even even thinking that she couldn't even do anything with the things that she was seeing them do because she was kind of like mute and like paralyzed and then you know ultimately she does do something with what she saw but at first it it's like just the notion of being judged you know by these these eyes i, I don't know i thought that that was so clever and then i like that they make her like watch their their final moments you know mm. yeah and i mean it, it's an, to it. yeah it's an interesting question there at the end too is that like what happens to her yeah for real they're she, really in the middle of nowhere you know yeah at the that's end, true so. yeah ah, i don't know it's interesting yeah i thought the ending of this was perfect mm-hmm. and uh yeah i don't know what else I mean, I have more to say about this movie. I just don't know where to where to take it next. I guess mm. anywhere. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess like just because Teju is a very uh, interesting and complex character. What do you think about just like that whole situation that is at the beginning, or just like how how her life is? It just broke my heart. And the mom clearly has such a savior complex about it. Like she mm-hmm. just thinks that she's doing so right by this girl and has given her everything and is so incapable of seeing like how tormented she is, like how much pain and suffering and she's going through. She's not allowed to be an individual with freedom. Like She's just chained <laughs> to this family and they justify it by providing for her. Um, and it, I was just so heartbreaking to me. I was so sad for her. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's an interesting like setup in that way, because then, you know, she's, she's the one who's kind of pushing to be more and more like a vampire Yeah, <laughs> instead of a vampire priest. <laughs> On the priest to vampire spectrum, she is like way more vampire than way priest. more vampire. <laughs> But it, it just—it's such an interesting situation. Uh, that's there at the heart of like this dynamic that they have going for for a little while in this movie, where it's like, you know, she's there, and it, it seems that the priest is is living there with them for a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so she doesn't want to be there. Like, has has um this like animosity. Mm-hmm. towards this family and wants to like do something about it kind of manipulates uh the song kingo character yeah in uh in um you know doing something about it yeah and it th- and it seems like things go for there go like downhill from there um but at the same time like you you kind of s- you see where she's coming from in some ways as far yeah, as like sure. and it's just such a it's such a interesting situation because you 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 know that uh you know they're only causing problems for themselves later but at the same time it's it's stepping away from the situation and uh using the means that you have to do so totally that's that's a very uh very uh lots of uh food for thought in that i know and i liked how that whole part shows that she's not like evil she's not completely detached or like beyond empathy she's not a psychopath or a monster she's just like a very hurt human and you're right like she just 
sees an opportunity <laughs> and takes it, um, thinking that it'll like resolve a lot of her problems. But then she's so completely haunted by the guilt of what she did. Like she cannot break free. Like she like kind of never really recovers until she's a vampire, I guess. And then she's like a full, I don't know. That just feels like a different thing. But as a human, she cannot, I, she's just so broken over doing that. Yeah. But at the time when she does it, I don't know. I was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> like what else would she do in this situation that she's been trapped in her entire life? and sees no other way out of you know yeah yeah i don't know it, it's it's one of the it's another one of those things and it i feel the same way about uh mr vengeance mm. where it's like you just feel sad for all the characters you know it's just yeah totally it's just a tough tough uh it tough is. draw until she's you know born again as a vampire as a vampire <laughs> and then she just goes and kills everyone she's not the she's not the priest vampire vampire no. priest <laughs> she's a vampire because that's vampire. an interesting conflict too is that uh and it's i don't know how i feel about uh mr sanghyun who uh kind of like does an interesting thing where he 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 yelled when they're fighting he yells at her like uh do you know how hard it was not to kill anyone yeah i was like hmm <laughs> well it's, it's it's an interesting conflict for his character too because you know if you're a vampire you don't want to and you're a priest you try to you try to be as good as you can about it <laughs> true but so i thought that dynamic was interesting once they uh became both vampires and their different uh, different ways of going about it. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And it's like an interesting kind of contrast there too, where it's like, you know, you got to do something about it or else you just die, which I guess <laughs> would be an option too, you know? Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, and, and eventually you kind yeah, of take yeah. it and, um, and he reaches that, but, so I don't know. Now I'm kind of wondering if it's like, if it's his guilt at being like accessory to the fact that he doesn't even realize until it starts to happen more and more. Mm-hmm. I think when it's just him, he can like excuse himself and he doesn't quite realize it until he's actually able to kind of look at the bigger picture. And I think that's kind of what happens there at the end. Mm-hmm. I think without that situation happening, you know, it would just, they would, you kind of have to take like a, a, a real big step to, mm-hmm. to see that you're moving. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if, if they just gradually got to that point, then they wouldn't have realized or changed anything about it. So I think, so I think in a way the mom <laughs> saved everyone by uh, making, making her stand at the Mahjong table. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Now that I'm thinking about that, I think that's, that's uh kind of interesting is that you know as the viewer you notice that they're doing worse and worse stuff mm-hmm. but i think as the character you kind of you, you you don't necessarily realize that until you do something real bad and then you then you can't right. uh, deny it or for like uh ignore it anymore yeah totally um was there anything else that you wanted to say about this movie mm, i don't know the more we're talking about it the more i like it and the more yeah. It, it covered what it set out to cover pretty well. 
Mm. What would happen if a priest was a vampire? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've asked myself so many times. He'd <laughs> probably be pretty thirsty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sound design in this movie was... I mean, I would say great, but it was... It was disgusting. Yeah, it was It was awful. Because it was so it was graphic. Great. Yeah, it was too so good. So much slurping. Too much of a good thing. Too much high-quality sound design. Yeah, <laughs> insane amounts of slurping. And it wasn't all slurping of blood, to be clear. Yeah. Just lots of <laughs> Just, weird noises. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just a gooey movie in general. That's so true. Very gross. I wonder what like the the fake blood was made out of, especially in the part after the, our vampire priest kills his girlfriend and then licks up a lot of her blood. <laughs> the I wonder blood transfusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Must have tasted pretty good. They were going to town on it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <That was> gross. <laughs> it's so nasty. Do you have a rating for this one? I think I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10. I feel pretty pretty strongly about that. Nice. Yeah. What about you? I'm between a 7 and an 8. Mm. I'm going to leave it as a 7 for now. Because mm. that's the same one I gave to Mr. Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel similar ways about that. I wonder if I gave a 7 to Mr. Vengeance. That was before I had Letterboxd. So I don't know what I rated mm. that. But I feel Lost like the history. I don't know. At first, I was like, I liked that. I like the whole Vengeance trilogy more than I like this one. But the more we've been talking about it, the more I'm like, maybe I do like this one more than I like Mr. Vengeance. Mm. I think. I think the case for both of them, at least for me, and for most of Park Chan Wook's movies, uh, is that I like them more with time because I remember the super memorable stuff that I liked, and I mm. don't remember. <laughs> the stuff that I didn't like as much. Yeah, the good definitely outweighs the bad in his movies. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, so I think I'll give this one a seven for now. Okay. And uh, we'll see. I'm going to give it an eight. And uh, would you recommend this one? To all Catholics, yes. All Catholics. All and Catholic all vampires. <laughs> all vampire priests should watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. If you're a vampire priest, you want to see this movie, too. It's crazy. <laughs> we got to find a vampire priest to come on our show and talk about how realistic or not. God, I would. Is. Yeah, I would love that. He would be like, this is not how we do it in my church. But. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think I would recommend this one universally. This is not one that I would recommend to my dad, which is a standard that I think about when recommending movies. I see. But yeah, you know, if you've got an open mind, <laughs> you can handle being a little bit grossed out. It's pretty gross. Pretty gross. Uh, but it's kind of worth it, especially if you like religious commentary, I guess. Mm. So like weird, dark spins on religion. Mm. Good point. Good point. Which I do. I will. Yeah. I will watch any movie that takes a weird nice. on religion. You should watch First Reformed. I will. <laughs> I was thinking when I said that I just sort of feel like no Catholic movie has ever gotten it quite right in my eyes. I 
I love the movie The Lodge so much. And that's probably the one that's gotten closest for me, which is mm. interesting because I haven't seen it now in a while, but I don't think that they explicitly say that the woman in that movie is Catholic. She's mm. like in a cult. And I don't know, but it I don't know, it just has so much like Catholic imagery, I guess. Yeah, that I, I gotcha. I think it's just like that. But there's something about that movie that like really I was like, yeah, that you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Fellini gets it too. Like a lot of Fellini's Catholic, yeah. Catholic commentary. Yeah. So I had an idea rolling around in my head earlier okay. today. I think uh, I think we have one more week of October before the wrap up. Indeed. I think we should do a challenge week because there's a movie that I want to make you watch. For okay. it's kind of a horror movie, kind of more of a thriller. Okay. Um, but I want you to watch that. But I've already seen it, and not super recently. Like I'll probably try to watch it sometime this week. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do it for like a regular episode, so I think we should do a challenge week. Okay. I don't know if you have anything in mind that you want me to watch, but yeah, I don't know. I might have to think on this one. How scary can my movie be that I pick for you? Ah, uh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I got to keep uh, an open mind about stuff, so. Maybe I'll make you watch The Lodge because I loved it so much. Mm. And lots of people did not. <laughs> yeah, it seems... I am kind of intrigued about what you would think about it. That would be cool. I'll look it up. Right but now, it's scary. Mine is uh, called Diabolique or Less Diaboliques if it's, mm. if it's in French. But it's Henry Georges Clouseau. It came out in 1955 cool i think i might stick with the lodge although it would kind of hurt my feelings i think if you didn't like it so maybe i don't want to do that (laughs) have you seen rosemary's baby oh i haven't maybe i'll make you watch that that would be cool because that one i think is groundbreaking and excellent and cool i'd be done i can't imagine you disliking your experience watching rosemary's Mm. baby I gotcha. Oh my God. Have you seen The Exorcist? Yes. That's a real great yeah. Catholic horror. We talked, we talked about this last week because I said that, <laughs> yeah, because I said that that's the only time that I felt like I've seen a movie where the Catholic priest is like super bad. A badass. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. I love an exorcism. I didn't like The Exorcist. I love that movie. It's too gross for me. All right, Rosemary's Baby is not so gross. Yeah, I'm sure I like it. All right, I I think that'll be my final selection then. Let's do Rosemary's Baby. Okay, sounds good. Rosemary and her baby. (laughs) Double whammy. Uh, Okay, yeah, that'll be cool. And then you can watch Diabolique. Perfect. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah. And then we can do that and then we'll have the wrap up. Um, and then how do you feel about, have you bought the book yet? Like I started the book for book club yet? I bought it. I have not started on the hill. Okay. It's a pretty, uh, um, quick read so far. I'm about a, maybe a third of the way through it. Okay. Um, I think we can shoot for doing that one on, uh, either the week after wrap up or the week after that. Okay. So either the the 8th or the 15th of November. That sounds great. I think that would work. Me too.
Cool. Sounds good. That's what we got uh, coming up in the future then. And uh, that means all that is left to do for this time around is to recommend an album. If you're new here every week, we recommend an album that, that the people should listen to because we both listen to lots of music and we don't really talk about it elsewhere on the podcast. So we've, uh, we've built that into our episodes and it is once again, that time of the week. Uh, do you have an album to recommend? Yeah. I'm going to recommend Jack White's brand new album called Entering Heaven Alive. I'm a big Jack White fan slash White Stripes fan in terms of his music. He one time punched Patrick Carney, drummer of the Black <laughs> And I have, haven't forgiven him on a personal level for doing that. But I do still really like his music. He's very, very talented and very original. Um, and he put out two albums this year. Hmm. And this is the second one, and it's called Entering Heaven Alive. And I was kind of reading about it, and apparently it's kind of sort of like a companion to the other album he put out this year, Fear of the Dawn. But I, for some reason, missed that album. I did not know (laughs) (laughs) he put that album out. Um, So I can't speak on it being a companion album to that one. But I did listen to Entering Heaven Alive when I saw that that came out. And I really like it. It's a very uh, stripped down, kind of more acoustic album, um, which I'm like really, really loving. He has a really cool voice. And he's also a great lyricist. And I just, I don't know, that just kind of really shines through in this album with just sort of less production to it, I guess. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see. My album for this week is called Magical Mystery Tour by The Beatles. Excellent. Um, I picked this one because I'm using, I had to make a lesson plan for a song that I would use to teach English. And Mm -hmm. I chose Penny Lane. And so I did that earlier today when I did this whole like little assignment. Um, So this album was on my mind and I'm going to recommend it because I think it's great. I think all the Beatles are albums are great. Yeah. I feel like the Beatles have not released a bad. Uh, I would disagree, actually. The <laughs> Beatles have released a couple bad songs. Sure. There are a couple of stinkers in their catalog. <laughs> but all the I ones mean, that. Gotta be like, they have so much music. All the ones that aren't bad are pretty much really good. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, so I really like the Magical Mystery Tour. <laughs> Um, my favorite song on here, I'm looking at it now, might be Your Mother Should Know, or at least that's what it is right now. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I mean, they're all good ones, but uh, yeah, Magical Mystery Tour. It's an it's another like interesting album because it's kind of an in betweeny kind of deal. I think it's like a lot of singles that they just collected and only like wrote a few for it, but I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it's it's a fun one, and I think people should listen to it this week specifically. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, stay thirsty out there. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not too thirsty. <laughs> it's like the Doseki sky. Yeah. Stay thirsty. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening do great things this week and uh, we'll catch you the next time around for another challenge week yay I love a challenge week
I'm excited. <laughs> a spooky challenge week. Spooky challenge week. Sweet. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Bye now.